Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler. Good evening, everybody. I am Bart Winkler. 855-212-4227. 855-412-4CBS. If you'd like to join what we have going on here, I'm Bart. David Shepard's here. Marco on the updates. I am plenty to talk about and discuss again today. Last few weeks, we've uh, dabbled a little bit into the playoffs themselves. We've dabbled a little bit into the NBA season at this point. We've also covered some real weird topics that we didn't expect to cover, such as could Babe Ruth hack it in today's game, which, you know, usually a Bart Winkler show, you're going to get that topic once every four months. Uh, I did not expect it to come up. So soon it came up towards the end of last night. Did you miss last night? Did you not get to listen to the whole show? Did you know that we put these shows out in podcast form on the Odyssey app and wherever pods are available? Did you know that we did that for you? We do. So you can always go back and listen if you're a completist of the program or of CBS Sports Radio. It's a lot of content, I know. But with the amount of content, time in the day, if you do go through the breaks, you could probably still get eight hours of sleep and still hear every show in its entirety. The main thing, I think, since January 1st that we have been talking about is the NFL coaching carousel. We've been talking a lot about the NFL coaching carousel and the coaching cycle and a couple of different reasons. One, there's a lot of coaches that got fired. Two, there's a lot of coaches that didn't get fired. That should have gotten fired. And three, there are some big time names out there in terms of who could get these next jobs. And there's not a lot of jobs left at this point. I I thought there would be a few more jobs open by now. We've got four open jobs right now. We've got four open jobs that does not include the Dallas Cowboys, that does not include the Philadelphia Eagles, that does not include the Buffalo Bills. Now, how hot were those seats after playoff losses? I think the Bills is probably the least hot. But, you know, at what point can we get past the Chiefs? That's frustrating. Uh, I think the Eagles' seat was very hot but they're just going to fire their coordinators again and try to do things a different way. And then the Cowboys job, I mean, Mike McCarthy is like, like his butt must be numb. He can't feel the heat because he's still sitting there and unable to move. There are four jobs still open. The Panthers, the Commanders, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. The Raiders job was filled internally from Antonio Pierce, who was their interim head coach. The Patriots job was filled internally internally by Gerard Mayo, who basically had in his contract, you are the next coach of this team. The Titans job was filled by the Bengals offensive coordinator, 
which means in the last three years, every team has a new offensive coordinator. The longest tenured offensive coordinator is like two years in a month. And the L.A. Chargers have their man in Jim Harbaugh. This was maybe the most likely destination for him throughout this process. This was maybe the most sought-after coach for the Chargers throughout this process. He had a couple of interviews with Atlanta, we were told. Uh, I'm not sure if he dabbled too much elsewhere, but the Chargers certainly were interested. And uh, in this cycle, you know, people will rank their different things and you'll read your different articles about who's the most sought after, who's the most desirable. And for coaches, Jim Harbaugh came up a lot. And for teams, the Chargers came up a lot. And at first, I didn't think, and I was looking at this through Bill Belichick's lens, like, I didn't think the Chargers job was that attractive. I mean, there's a lot to like about it if you want to move on out to the West Coast and share a market and barely have any fans. There's a lot to like about it there. Uh, there's some good players on defense. They're making a lot of money, though. Bosa and Mack are making a lot of money. Uh, you got some receivers, but now you're going to have to cut somebody. You're going to have two guys next year, I think, with a $30 million cap hit. You might think Austin Eckler, but I believe he's a free agent, or there might be some things they have to work out in their backfield. But there's Justin Herbert. And if you're a coach and you want to go into a new system, I think what you want to make sure you have more than anything is the quarterback. We've seen that this is a quarterback league. You can't win without a quarterback. That's why these teams are so desperate to either draft one. There's really there's two ways to, to win a Super Bowl right now. Draft a guy and hit on the guy. Or somebody else doesn't want him and then you acquire him. Matt Stafford, Peyton Manning. Tom Brady. That's why the Jets were so apt to do it with Aaron Rodgers. They can't develop one of their own, so we'll try the other route. That didn't work out, at least for now, either. So the quarterback, getting the quarterback is very, very hard. And the Chargers have a quarterback in Justin Herbert. Now, because of how mediocre, I don't even want to say mediocre, just, I mean, they're they're mediocre. They're a mediocre team. They were mediocre under Brandon Staley, which means they're mediocre under Justin Herbert. Herbert's first year, he wins Rookie of the Year. They go seven and nine. Brandon Staley comes around. They go nine and eight. Ten and seven. Finally, they make the playoffs. Big lead. Blow it. This year, he gets hurt. They're five and twelve. All right. So Justin Herbert, it's not like he's. I think his record's right around five hundred himself as a quarterback. If you're in a QB wins with a Z. I think his record's right around there, but you know if you have eyeballs that Justin Herbert is a franchise guy. And there's other destinations that Harbaugh could have gone to. Let's say Harbaugh goes to uh, the Panthers. Well, you got Bryce Young. Okay, so but we don't know entirely what he is. Is he going to be the guy of the future? And what's the rest of the team like? And also you got the owner breathing down your neck. Harbaugh doesn't want that. The commanders, okay, Sam Howell was there, and maybe they could draft a guy, but... You know, I don't know that Jim Harbaugh wants to develop a guy. The Falcons seemingly have everybody else. They've got everybody else. They've got the running back. They've got the tight end. They've got the wide receiver um, that are all buried on the depth chart by a by the other guys. I'm thinking Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson. Uh, last year, Arthur Smith was thinking Matt Collins and uh, Cordell Patterson and Tyler Algier and uh, Janu Smith. But they've got everything but the quarterback. Seahawks, I don't know that Geno Geno Smith can go to a Pro Bowl. I don't know that Geno Smith goes to a Super Bowl. 
So Jim Harbaugh is looking around and he's thinking, what is the best spot for me? There's two sides of this. One, anything but college. Jim Harbaugh had a great college career. I think we can probably say that his college coaching career is over. He played at Michigan. He coached at Michigan. He's been at Michigan for nine years. He got them to a bowl in every year but one. They went to the national championship playoffs a couple of times. They won the game this year. First time, by the way, in the national championship format that the coaches of each school bolted after the game with Kalen DeBoer being in uh, Alabama now and with Jim Harbaugh being at uh, the Chargers, leaving Michigan. So the coaches, they take that picture the day before and then neither of them are with their respective universities anymore. So part of it is I think he did everything he set out to do at Michigan. I think everything else you're just comparing to yesteryear. I don't think he doesn't clearly want to be done coaching, but he did what he set out to do. Um, I think of Buster Moon from Sing, if anybody's kids are into that right now. The guy is saying, oh, we came here, what we did to do, Matthew McConaughey. He coached at San Diego, got on the map, coached at Stanford, went to the pros for a little bit, and then did very well at Michigan. Was able to beat Ohio State constantly and consistently, which is maybe more important than anything for those fans, but also got to a championship game and won that championship game. So for Jim Harbaugh, he did everything that he could do in college, and the NCAA still wants to get him. They still want to get him. They have never levied their massive penalty yet for whether it was a hamburger infraction or a sign-stealing infraction. They still want blood. And Michigan self-suspended him, and then the Big Ten did a little three-game slap on the wrist. But the NCAA still wants Jim Harbaugh to pay. And so why not leave? I've done everything I want to do. I don't want to have to sit on the sidelines. I don't want to be embarrassed about that. That will tarnish my legacy. I will be done with college, and I will go to the pros. And then, like I said, with these teams that are available, what's the best fit for Harbaugh? I don't know that the Chargers are the most attractive job in the National Football League at this point. I don't know that they are. I don't know that they turn around with a new head coach and turn into a winner. And we'll look at the AFC and where the Chargers can rank in there. Fun factoid, yes, they do play the Ravens next year. Baltimore comes in, so we'll get another Harbaugh Bowl. That's part of him playing in the AFC now this time around instead of the NFC where we got that in the Super Bowl. So we will get that for those of you that just can't get enough Harbaugh. There will be more Harbaugh in your life coming up uh, pretty soon. But with the Chargers, I think I look at this like if I'm Jim Harbaugh, I don't want to not win. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. I I win at Stanford. Um, I, I won as much as you can win at Michigan. When I was with the 49ers, I went to a Super Bowl. So I know I didn't uh, win the Super Bowl, but I went to the playoffs three times. You know, Jim Harbaugh, he was 8-8 eight and eight his last year. Other than that, they lost in the NFC Championship game. They lost in the Super Bowl. They lost in the NFC Championship game. He was playing deep into January every year until the last year when he went on and went to Michigan. So the guy, I mean, he wins. The guy wins. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. He's got money on his mind. That's clear with this with this Chargers job. DJ Khaled, if you didn't uh, know, he says that nine times right at the beginning of his songs. 
um, which I enjoy. Uh, but yeah, the guy wins. The guy wins. So I, I'm thinking here, if these other jobs are open, what's the quickest route from where I am to the Super Bowl? And I still think there's other jobs that are attractive. I still think like the commanders are going to give you resources and you'll be able to build. I think the Falcons have a lot of good young pieces and you'll be able to build. But only one of these settings has a quarterback. Only one of these settings has a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. And I'm talking even about the jobs that were filled. The Panthers do not. The Commanders do not. The Falcons do not. The Seahawks do not. The Titans do not. The Patriots do not. The Raiders do not. There was one job opening with a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, the hardest thing to find. And then you're going to get Jim Harbaugh to come to L.A., and now he can basically say, look, I think the roster's a mess a little bit. There's some cap issues. I'm I'm saying this. This is me. But if I'm Jim Harbaugh, that only that that only opens up the possibility on what he can do with it. He can mold this into his team. It's a lot easier to give a team your vision when the other pieces are there, but you need a quarterback. And no, no, it's a lot easier when you have the quarterback and you can fill in the other pieces. And are they going to go ahead and still draft J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum and all these Michigan guys, and suddenly it's going to be Michigan West? I don't know, but maybe there'll be some influence. There'll be a lot of Michigan uh, free agents, undrafted free agents that are going to wind up in L.A. possibly. We'll see. But I think for Jim Harbaugh and for the Chargers, the Chargers need some sort of relevancy. Look, they're just not relevant. They're not. They play in L.A. They share a stadium. The other team that they share a stadium went with went to a Super Bowl already. Uh, they make the playoffs every couple of years, but they are known, whether it's Anthony Lynn or Brandon Staley or Mike McCoy or Norv Turner or Marty Schottenheimer, like these guys are known for failing, for having a team that's talented and never meets expectations. And if that's what you have, then I think a very strong coaching candidate to mold those guys into a winner would be Jim Harbaugh. So, for the Chargers' point of view, this seems like a perfect fit because you get a guy who can mold a team that's close into a winner. And for Jim Harbaugh, they've got a team that you can help mold. You've got a quarterback, and they're going to give you a lot of money, and you can escape the NCAA. So, I don't know that it's the most perfect match of all time. I don't know that it's like these are soulmates for each other, but this is going to be like... This is one of those. This is one of those weddings that you leave and you think, I actually think they'll make it, instead of what you do with some and be like, I give that one five years, um, which I have said and and I have been right, uh, sadly for some of the people that I know. Eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four two two seven. Your thoughts on Harbaugh to the Chargers? What this means for Harbaugh? What this means for the Chargers? And what does it mean for Michigan? They've got a real quick window to act here because what we saw happen to Alabama could very well happen to them if they don't act quickly. Talking all things Jim Harbaugh to the Chargers, 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler, CBS Sports Radio. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. You 
You're listening to The Bart Winkler Show. Heard Monday through Friday, nighttime and nationwide. 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern and 7 to 10 p.m. Pacific on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Jim Harbaugh, the Chargers official, the terms of the deal yet to be released, but the Chargers social media account basically said, we got him. So, I mean, what I mean, what else are you going to do? I know you can delete tweets, but in this... Day and age, the internet's forever. This is a done deal. Jim Harbaugh had a second interview, and they didn't let him leave. So we know that he had interviewed with Atlanta. I think that was a little bit of posturing for both Jim Harbaugh and Atlanta. I think that Jim Harbaugh wanted to be with the Chargers, and I believe that the Falcons want Bill Belichick. We've been waiting for some of these dominoes to fall. There's still some names out there that I don't know if they're going to land somewhere. Mike Vrabel. Uh, P. Carroll, I think, are two big names. And there's still a lot of young, like, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator talent, whether it's guys with uh, the Niners or Ben Johnson is a very desirable name right now, offensive coordinator with the Lions. Is it going to be one of these guys that are already involved in their teams and they're still playing in the postseason? Could it be somebody like that? We'll see. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a slower here process and now I wonder if some of these teams that thought they could have Harbaugh, although I'm not sure where the interest was, maybe they try to make a decision here pretty quickly. You like to get a coach sooner rather than later because you like to instill your you know new system. You also don't want anybody else to get get your guy. 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Eric is in San Diego. What's up, Eric? What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me. I love the show. Uh, listen every day while I'm driving at work. And, uh, and man, I just want to talk. You know, Jim Harbaugh, great pickup for the Chargers. But I'm going to tell you right now, I've been watching the Chargers play for years. Uh, I'm actually not a Chargers fan anymore ever since they left San Diego. It's, it's personal. I don't like the moves. I don't, lo- I don't like how they move. And to be quite honest, I've been watching – like I said, I've been watching him for a long time, and the way Dean Spanos just runs the team, the way he operates his organization, it's just not in a winning fashion. And I know you mentioned earlier uh, that they're just not a team that's relevant. They've always been on the losing end of the stick. And unfortunately, I just think that with a pickup like Jim Harbaugh, I really don't see the Chargers really turning it around. I understand they have a great quarterback. Uh, they, got, uh, they got Justin Herbert. They got awesome uh, defensive pieces. You know, they got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Great receivers. Really hard to stay healthy. Yeah, I think I'm losing you there, Eric. But but I think the point got across. Eric, thanks for the call. 855-212-4227. Yeah, the, the salary situation, again, for the Chargers – I don't know that it's that desirable outside of the quarterback. Austin Eckler's not under contract. Their top running back right now that's not an unrestricted free agent is uh, Isaiah Spiller. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both set to make $30 million. That is not going to happen. Um, The tight ends, you're at Donald Parham. You've got some offensive linemen, but I don't 
think a lot of these guys step off the page for me. Defensively, there's a lot of room to be desired. Khalil Mack's making 38. Joey Bosa's making 36. Derwin James is making 20. You got a lot of the money tied up into about six or seven guys. And that's going to be one thing that needs to change instantly. And again, for a thing for a team like the Chargers, like, yeah, Dean Spanos, it's not a great maybe run that he has had. When you think of the Chargers and you think of Chargers success, I I mean, I don't know what you think of. Do you go back to Dan Fouts? Do you go back to Stan Humphreys? I mean, I, I, I don't I don't know what you think of. They had success in the Dan Fouts era, but like not Super Bowl success. They lost that Super Bowl to the 49ers. The last time, that's some good context for everybody all crazy about the Niners. The last time the Niners won a Super Bowl, the Chargers were in a Super Bowl. Remember how long ago that was? Remember, remember Bobby Ross? Remember Stan Humphreys? It was that long ago. Uh, Natrone Means, was he on that team? Hey, man, shout out to uh, the late, great Junior Seau. Junior Seau, double nickel, yep, he was on that team. Who else did they have? Wasn't there like a Marion Butts? Wasn't that a funny name to say? <laughs> well, I thought Dick Buckus always took the cake. That's a really good one uh, also that we can somehow still say. Where are you on this Chargers move, Shep? I, I mean, I, I love it. It's a win-win, Bart, for both parties. I mean, you're talking about a Justin Herbert character that obviously has upside up to wazoo. Um, he might have more upside than anybody in the NFL, and I understand who's playing quarterback these days. But you talk about a 500 record for a guy that talented? It doesn't make any sense. And then we'll find out what the future holds in Austin Eckler. We know they have a stud in Keenan Allen. Like I said, this is a win-win if you are getting Harbaugh. All this guy does is win. A shout-out DJ Khaled. Shout-out Bart Winkler for that reference in the monologue of the show. And then again, you have a situation where you have a real, real talented group who just doesn't have the right leader and the right button pusher. They do now. Yeah, and they need a culture. They need a culture change. Uh, they don't have that. That's why with, like, again, is there is this the perfect marriage? I don't know, but it does seem like it's both sides can serve what the other team and the other person is looking for. So maybe not perfect, but, I mean, this is a great situation. The Chargers need somebody to almost come in and take over and be the Chargers because what the Chargers are right now are a team that you like to draft their guys in fantasy because in their fourth quarter, you're down 15 points, and they're down 15 points, and then you get a BS touchdown to Keenan Allen on a, like a seven-catch drive. Or Austin Eckler, who did not have a great year. I drafted him a little too high. Can you see that I'm a little um, – I'm, I'm speaking through here a little bit. But this is a team that just – they're not known for winning. They're not known for closing the deal. And Jim Harbaugh is known for winning, and he's now known for closing the deal. I know he got on the doorstep a few times with the Niners – but here he here he was. He won the national championship, and they did it in convincing fashion, and they did it with adversity along the way. And now he gets to go out and say goodbye to the NCAA. You're not going to touch me. I'm outside of state lines here. And he gets to go into a Chargers situation, which, as like everything that Harbaugh brings, I think they are desperate for, and everything that the Chargers need, like Harbaugh can bring, and everything that he wants in a place. The Chargers can offer. So, again, it's about how much is Dean Spanos going to let Jim Harbaugh be Jim Harbaugh? I think a lot, at least initially. And then if you start winning, well, then you just get to, you know, you get to more and more and more um, of the owners kind of uh, 
piece of the pie there. So I think it's the right move at the right time for both of these teams. And now we'll see if it works. I know if you're a Chargers fan or a former Chargers fan, you think, ah, yeah, same old Chargers. It won't work. But if there's any guy that's going to get it done, Jim Harbaugh was the guy in this cycle. More so, I think, than anybody else. And that includes Bill Belichick. I think that if there was anybody that was going to get this job that has the best chance of taking you to another level, it was Jim Harbaugh. I think he'll be there for as long as it takes, but I also think he can get things done pretty quickly with Justin Herbert. 855-212-4227. Greg is in Michigan. What's up, Greg? Hey, Bart, Shep, Mr. Positive. I got to tell you, this was expected, you know, like you said, in the opening that, um, you know, the NCA was going to go after him or what have you. And, you know, football, NFL is king. And Shep knows this. It's the idea that, you know, and I've said this many times, um, I don't know what's so special about Harbaugh, uh, Harbaugh other than, like Shep would tell me, people Still, they just they just want it or they just want it all. Come on, Clay. Yeah, but... I got to tell you, Bart, I just, I don't know where his acumen comes from. I mean, obviously you've seen him in uh, interviews and you just go, uh, where is he? I mean, he's like a deer in headlights and, you know, I just, I don't know if I'll ever figure it out. Like, uh, you know, Shep said that people want to play for him and they love him, but I guess he rubs people the wrong way, you know, in, in the long term. But hopefully he'll be on his best P's and Q's and, uh, you know, uh, you know, winning. But, uh, you know, it's just – it's weird. I guess it's, uh, it's like Dan Campbell. I mean, you know, Dan Campbell just said something really good. The turnaround from the Lions to going into the NFC Championship, you know, it, that's rare. And I guess maybe Harbaugh – and it's great climate out there in San Diego – you know, that's a plus, I got to tell you. It's, well, they did move. They they are in L.A. Yeah. I, I know they are in L.A. Yeah, and it just, I just, uh, I want him to be happy, but uh, I wonder what's going to happen to Michigan. Who's going to come and take over? Could Urban Meyer come? Uh, who knows? Can you imagine? Well, it's already, it's already clear who the new head coach is, though, Greg. Who is it? Sheryl Moore, the guy who replaced Harbaugh the last three games of the season when he wasn't there. Uh, they might have to, you know. He's, Shep, uh, do you think he's pretty good? Or, well, I don't yeah, know. but I mean, Bart, uh, I, and, and he definitely is. Of course, I mean, he won those three games against Ohio State. Um, obviously, one of those was in Maryland. One of those was in Penn State. So he, he absolutely is good. But, Bart, I think our, you would agree with is this. Is it him or is it our culture? Yeah, but I mean, the, the thing, Greg, the most important thing any coach does. Besides, all right, Greg, thanks, buddy. Yeah. You bet. See ya, Mr. Positive. Mr. Positive. The most, Bart, you would agree with this. The most important thing that a coach does and I know you've heard this expression before. It's not about what they are doing in terms of the X's and O's, but how they are motivating, right, the bros and the Joes. So I know I kind of butcher that a little bit, but you get the point. You have to instill confidence yeah. in your guys. You did. I did. But you have to instill confidence <laughs> in your guys. First and foremost, yes, he's a good play caller. Yes, he's a good game strategist. Yes, he's a good in-game adjuster. What happened to Colin Kaepernick after Jim Harbaugh? What happened to the 49ers after Jim Harbaugh? He wins everywhere. Why? Because when you play for him, 
You feel like you're more prepared than the other team. You feel like you're meant to beat the other team. You can't say more about a head coach. I, I feel like Greg's going to continue to ask you the same question every single week about what makes Jim Harbaugh so special. And you're like, Greg, the guy just won a national championship in Michigan for maybe the first time in 30 years. Well, yeah, he, he won. So, yeah, right. and, he, uh, and, he won, and he won big, Bart. Like, that was a very decisive difference between them and Washington in that final game of the college football season. That wasn't even close. Now, Sharon Moore has not officially been named the next head coach. Uh, all signs point to that. Anybody who is covering the sport is saying that it should be, it will be, it should, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, John U. Bacon, who covers this team, uh, has covered the team for a long time, says he is a lock to be the head coach. Both Harbaugh and then the athletic director want that. Harbaugh, I think there was another interview he gave, and I, it wasn't even like on one of the big shows. It was at some, like, I don't know, it was like a pot roast or something where he's just like, yeah, you know, there's going to be like a changing of the guard, a passing of the torch. So it's it's likely to be Sharon Moore. And I would think that that message has to get communicated, already has been communicated to the Michigan Wolverines program. And, yes, there's no, there's other names out there. So if you want to write an article and put other names, hey, Brian Kelly, Lance Leipold, uh, you know, maybe the guy from Missouri, Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Sure, there's some other names that we could attach and say they could be the next guy. But this is a program that they have built, and it's a program that they don't want to slow down with. And Sharon Moore has already taken over in the games that he took over. He is like an extension of Harbaugh, but also his own guy. And I think that for Michigan, they need to get out because the players, like, they understand what's going on with Harbaugh. I don't think any player is going to be shocked that Jim Harbaugh left. But they want some stability, and they want to know that those guys that are not leaving, that are not draft eligible, that are not whatever, they want to know if they have a chance to do it again and who they have a chance to do it again with. You saw what happened with Alabama. Nick Saban says bye. They lose 21 kids to the transfer portal. They lose a bunch of kids that are recruiting uh, the three stars, the four stars, even the five stars. They lost guys quickly. And so Kalen DeBoer is got, it's not the same Alabama team that he's going to be, you know, taking over that Nick Saban left for Michigan. It's got a better chance of being the team that Harbaugh would have had because of the stability. And this seemed to be choreographed from the jump. This is not a surprise to Sharon Moore. This is not a surprise to Michigan. This is not a surprise to John, uh, Jim Harbaugh this is not a surprise to any of the players. So it should be, Sharon Moore, and I would expect that announcement to be made soon. Otherwise, you're going to start seeing guys say bye-bye pretty soon. Maybe a couple still do. Maybe Harbaugh was it for them. But uh, I think Michigan can still be a power player next year with a terribly difficult schedule. They've got Washington. They've got Oregon. They've got Ohio State. They've got Texas. This is going to be tough. But I think for the best thing for their program is get this announcement in, get it done, do a press conference tomorrow, and move on and continue with what they have built there under Harbaugh. 855-212-4227. Much more to come throughout the night on Harbaugh, on the NFL, some NBA as well. As we thought we might see Doc Rivers on a sideline tonight, we did not. Bucks get a win over the Cavs anyway. The Warriors back at the on the court after some tragedy, so a lot to discuss here tonight. 855-212-4227. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Let's talk to Daniel in Chicago. Oh, Daniel. Hey, how you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing good. I'm going to give you another name now. You are the man of respect. 
because the way you talk to people, you give respect to people, and it's vice versa. So that's why I'm giving you your amount of respect. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4CBS. Shep's here. You just heard from Marco. Uh, talking some Jim Harbaugh, a busy night, though, as it's been the case here this month of January. Let's get out to Eric in Texas. Eric, what's happening with you? Hey, not much, Blair. What's going on with you? Yeah, I'm just doing a radio show. No big deal. What's up? Very nice. Hey, um, I just want to say, first of all, before I get to my basketball comment, I want to say thank you to Jim Harbaugh. I think that, uh, it, you know, he got us a chip. Um, the thing that impresses me is he had not won one single bowl game until his rookie year. I don't know if that was 15 or 16. Um, and then he got smoked by Georgia two years ago in the final four. And then last year he got smoked by TCU. So for a team to still play hard for a man with that kind of track record, uh, kind of makes you think of the poison song, something, something to believe in is about Jim Harbaugh. Um, so I wish him the luck out in San Diego. I really do. He's, he did what he had to do here, and I thank him for that. Um, secondly, is about the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. So, Doc Rivers was a consultant for this guy that got fired since December, and the day after, he, the guy gets fired, and Doc Rivers, Rivers gets hired. Um, it's kind of fishy. So, I think uh, one of two things is happening here. One. Doc Rivers had, uh, already had something in the works before this firing went down. Or number two, Giannis is just a really hard player to work with as a coach, and Giannis had the uh, the X thrown down. And uh, so, what do you think about that, Bart? Well, the Bucks did play tonight. Uh, Eric, good to talk to you. Thanks for the call. They got the win over the Cavs, and they looked better than they've looked in a while. They looked refreshed. They looked juvenated. And you're right, Doc Rivers has been consulting with this team. They ran into him, I guess is the way to put it, when they went to Vegas for the in-season tournament, and Doc Rivers was there, and that's when the consulting kind of started. And now he's going to get the head coaching job. The general manager spoke tonight, said, I'm not going to talk about Doc Rivers. He volunteered that. Normally a reporter would say, hey, are you guys hiring Doc or what? And he'd say, oh, we can't talk about anyone under contract. Normally he would do that. But instead he volunteered the information. Uh, Doc was not on the broadcast tonight for ESPN. I mean, he's not. He's not. He's he's going to be the Bucks' head coach. They haven't officially announced it yet. Maybe they're letting like the body be cold first. I mean, this is like it, we all know it's coming. Um, if they're trying to like save themselves from a PR hit, the PR hit's already there. He was a consultant for you, and then he he took the he took the guy's job who he was consulting for. The Bucks did something very interesting tonight, which if you get a chance to look at it. Um, you might have to go to social media or whatever, but the Bucks themselves put it out on their account. It's they put it out with like three laughing face emojis. That was it, and it was just the team almost doing like the conga line, like t- dancing with each other and just like having a great time on the court before the game. And it's like, why are you putting that out there? It, it, this 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 situation must not have been good from the get go. It was a coach that just came in. I talked about Harbaugh. What a great marriage that was this one seemed like a disaster from the start uh where it looked like you know they thought they were good to go and then they got to know each other a little bit and it fell apart very quickly 
There's a report that came out today that things were messy all the way back since the second game of the season with some questioning about how things were going. So, uh, yeah, I think Giannis is a part of this, but I think the whole team's a part of this. The, the message wasn't getting through. They were treating this guy like he was the substitute teacher. And that's why I think my main point out of all this is we look at this situation and say, oh, look what happened with the Cavs. They had David Blatt and they fired him. And then they had Ty Lue and they won the championship. And we don't talk about that as being like an injustice to David Blatt because they won the championship. Well, that's what the Bucks have to do now. They have to win a championship or what they essentially did was gave this guy no shot and kicked him out of town with a 30 and 13 record. Um, they won in spite of him, maybe. I don't know. They just, it's, it's a messy situation. And yeah, Doc, like Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers can't like put his hands up and say, I, I didn't know what was going on. I don't have any part of this. Oh, I'm not going to do Doc anymore. Oh, man. That one hurt the throat. I wasn't going to do it. Well, uh, I wasn't, you know, he's got the, the scratchy voice. I wasn't going to do it. And then that, Doc's, Doc's a tough one. Doc's almost as tough as doing Scott Farrell. Oh, for all I can do. See, that's, pretty, right. that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I, but some some people say Doc can't even do Doc. I just think my throat hurt instantly. Right. Ugh, it wouldn't and, let me do it. And that's going to be your head coach. Have fun with that. Well, I, I mean, I'm not going to, like, impersonate him for the next 55 games, but. Yeah, well. Hey, I'm buying into Doc Rivers, okay? I was reading a little thread where a lot of these 3-1 collapses, there were a lot of injuries on his teams. Really? Yep, I'm buying it. A lot of injuries when they got beat by Josh Smith. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, there was a series. Harden got hurt, and Embiid got hurt, and Chris Paul got hurt, and Harden, all these different guys. You know what? Embiid's always banged up in the playoffs. He wasn't hurt when they were up three two against the Celtics, was he? I Do mean, you like the theory that um, I like you well, being professional? You're being professional. I, I respect you for that part. You're, you're being a uh, you know a man of the people. So you're going to be optimistic about this. I guarantee you, when he gets fired in two years from now, probably a year and a half, more likely. Uh, because are you sure again, with the box? It'll be April first. <laughs> I feel like it's April first that Adrian Griffin didn't even get 45 games. The guys, the guys, the second seed, I'm winning in spite of him. I'm thinking to myself, God, how good are they? Because you know what? That same team last year, with the exception of a Dame, you know, holiday swap, got beat in the first round. How great are they? That they think they can fire a head coach that's the second best record in the league and automatically soar. Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, I just, it's, it's, it's crazy. They must have not liked him. I mean, as much as you cannot like a person, you know, right? You know what, Bart? Tell me if I'm wrong, because you would know this better than I would. Did the Packers like Vince Lombardi when they were playing for him? Did I mean? Did, did I don't they, think we can compare '60s football with '2020s basketball. Well, you know what? Maybe that's part of Milwaukee's problem. Maybe that's part of Giannis's problem. He needs to like his head coach. That's not how it's done. That's not how championships are built. I get. I guarantee you. Even Patrick Mahomes at times will not like Andy Reid. I guarantee you. Tom Brady loathed Bill Belichick at certain points of his career. That's not how championships are won because who based on who likes the head coach the most. But also, those were good coaches, and we don't have any evidence that Adrian Griffin is good. And we don't have any ev- evidence that he's bad. Why? Because he struggles with rotations. You know what? So did Joe Missoula. But they gave him a year, and he got better. 
And they owed Adrian Griffin that. They, they did because they made the hire and they elected to get rid of the guy that won you a championship two years ago. So you got to at least play it out for one season and see how it goes. It's always going to be a tough adjustment. It's always going to be tough when you're coming in in a new role. You know what? They, they, they liked him plenty beforehand. Was he not with the Milwaukee Bucks organization with Mike Budenholzer beforehand? He was. So they knew his personality. I'm just telling you, Chef, they did not like this guy. I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, but you know what? And I, I, so if it's not going to, so this is the theory, like if it's, if it's like, it's arbitrary then to give him a year. If it's not working, it's arbitrary to second, give him a year. But I, I'm sorry to be repetitive here, but they're the second best team in the NBA. But that's not it what is, they're playing for. They're working. playing for a championship. But we don't know how that's going to play out. What I do know is when they did play a championship last year, they couldn't even muster that because they were eliminated two months before the championship even began because they were losing in five to an eight seed. I'm sorry, a seven seed that became an eight seed because of the play-in game. If that's what they're playing for, then you need to. Then you, these guys need to have their heads down. They need to be the professionals that they should be and let the process play out because they were playing for a championship and how that worked out for them the last two years. So if you're on a boat that's sinking and you're halfway across the ocean, you're just going to stay on that boat but because how, you want to do right by the boat? Bart, I remember the Cleveland Cavaliers getting destroyed in December or January in 2015-2016 by the Warriors. They might have lost by 40 points. Every season has its ebbs and flows. There might have been more turmoil than there was with Mike Budenholzer. I understand that Mike Budenholzer is a very passive human being, in my opinion, especially for a head coach. So maybe Adrian Griffin was rocking the boat a little bit. But last time I checked, Giannis, there's parts of Giannis's game. I know this is going to be sacrilegious to say this on your show, Bart. But last time I checked, Giannis is an all-time great player. There is still room for him to improve. And I like the fact that a head coach is willing to get up in Giannis and also give some words about Giannis's brother being on the team. I have no issue with that. Okay, first of all, Thanasis is the 15th guy on the team. He, he, th- those spots don't matter. He, he should be in the NBA, Bart? Udonis Haslam was a coach for eight years on the end of a roster. Udonis Haslam was also a starting four for three NBA championships. But he was being rostered as a courtesy at the end of his career. He's, he's grandfathered in by that point. You went through championships as a starting forward. You can do that. I mean, once you start arguing 15th guy in the roster, I think you've lost the plot. Right? Should we keep talking about this? Sure. I'm curious what people have to say, too. Absolutely, man. <laughs> All right. CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 